and it's a very good afternoon again as we bring you another episode of Two Smoking Guns here on this um, oh, pretty ordinary Sunday afternoon, uh, quite frankly. Gloomy. <laughs> gloomy, gloomy, gloomy. Gloomy winter's gloomy. day, but it is truly But anyway, it? and we're still in, uh, we're still in isolation. Uh, I've, I've reached out to the powers that be and uh, I'm told... Um, Unfortunately, uh, because we're still in the state of emergency, mm. Rutsy, uh, we still have to be quarantined, uh, yeah. but we'll can continue to fly the flag here. Now, mate, we're going to go a little bit off protocol today because there's something um, very go close, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. close to my heart that, uh, that I need to do today. I want to give a shout out to a very dear mate. Um, and I hope he can hear us because uh, I think the people around him were trying to tee some things up. He had a he had a uh, an accident last weekend, and um, he uh, he's been in hospital since. Um, he's uh, moved to another hospital, and I know he's surrounded by fantastic doctors and nurses, his partner, his family, and um, so we're going to call him uh, his skipper. <laughs> so skipper. those that uh, those that know him uh, know he's the skipper. And uh, old mate, we're just uh, we're sending all of our love and thoughts and positive energy your way. Um, you're an absolute champ, and you're, you're boxing on beautifully. So um, uh, keep going, old mate. And uh, if we've got to go and hire uh, hazmat suits in order to go and see our great mate, then I can tell you we'll be doing that, and we'll be barnstorming the the hospital. But um, no, we're grateful to everybody who's uh, who's been looking after him, and uh, we wish him a very speedy recovery. Um, and uh, hope that uh, that this uh, puts a little bit of a uh, you know a, a bit of an uplift for him. So um, look after yourself, old mate. And it won't be very long before we get to you. And um, just to maybe uh, cheer you up a bit more, we've come up with a little song for you. So um, just enjoy. Good on you. Yeah. 
So, uh, Finishing the song off there, <laughs> Just for the skipper, mate, just to make sure. Uh, so I hope they turned that up as loud as they could for him and uh, and he enjoyed every bit of that. And um, So uh, anyway, get well, old mate. Get and, well uh, from this two smoking guns, Yeah, buddy. And, uh, and, everybody, uh, and everybody around you. All right. So um, uh, I've got more material than, than Zone 54 from the American uh, FBI CIA. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a bit too. I want to talk to you about a few things today, Scotty. I want to talk to you about Palmer's. Palmer's? Because Palmer's are back on the menu. As in Clive Palmer? No, as oh. in Palmer, chicken parmesanas. <laughs> I want to talk to you about those. How good's a good chicken? Palmer, oh, it's eh? the national dish of Australia, <laughs> mate. I'm going to talk to you should about... should be on the flag. Oh, I should be on the flag. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about some local uh, politics stuff. I want to talk to you about bonking bands. Uh-oh. I want to talk to you about Vatty Vision. I want to talk to you about Dazza. Dazza! Yeah. I've got a magic I... mystery story for you today that's Ooh. quite spooky. Oh, is that, Lisa? Not unlike your story the other week from about the sp- the button man. The button man. It's, uh, it's not yeah, much different from that. The button, the button man. I've got a lovely little piece on Einstein and dinosaurs last supper. So, amongst other things, <clears> I've got all of that coming your way. And of course, a theme for the day. Oh, come on! It's freedom because freedom. we're all being allowed out. Yep. I was. I went all to right. a lunch on Friday, and it was like Tim Robbins in the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, was it? <laughs> Getting out oh. of jail. Really. And going and seeing real people yep. in a real venue in a pub and eating food and having beer off the wood. Oh, and, and out of the tap. And out of the tap. <laughs> out of the tap. Right. Three degrees. 2.8 so excited. Three degrees straight with, out of the tap. I went uh, to a memorial lunch for a dear friend who passed four years ago, and we Ooh. get together every Queen's birthday weekend yep. for a, an uplifting day yep. and celebrate his celebrate. life. Celebrate, yep, that's what you do. Um, and nothing uh, nothing could stop this lunch, not even COVID. Uh, so we got ahead and went ahead, and it was great, and saw a lot of great people we hadn't seen forever, told a lot of funny stories, and had cold beer. Out of, the tap, out of the tap. Um, can I ask, was it a liner? Yeah, well, we, no, they, um, the rules these days... Did it they, roll on? They turfed us out. Yeah, I know. Because they have to gotta do the changeover. So yeah. they turfed us out at half five and we Whoa. we went we went to a, a private residence. Oh, a private residence. Sort of post-lunch oh. reflection activity. Were you, um, were you still spa- spatialising? 1.5 metres? I'm sure that was all going on, Scotty. It got, a la- it got rather hazy. Oh, did it? Yes. Oh. How what was, have you got for us How today? was Saturday morning? Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the word, do you know who, the, who won the Norm Smith medal last year? Uh, it's not. That's what I'm talking about. The Norm Smith? Yeah. No, I can't. Dusty call. Martin. Oh, that's how oh, I was oh, feeling. <laughs> I was feeling. You're a little bit Martin-ish. Dusty as dusty. All right, well, I'll tell you what I've done. You asked me to do some homework last week. I did. I asked for that. Do you remember what you asked me to do? I asked you to go and analyse uh, the racing car driver. Daniel Ricardo. Him. 
Um, I wanted you to break down his current oh. salary by lap. Oh, mate. If you reckon I've only done it by a lap, you oh. are sadly mistaken. I'm going to tell you how much this dude earns per second. <laughs> you are becoming Scotty the status, the status the, I, I, Scotty that's good at maths. Yeah, the, the, the numbers bloke. The numbers bloke. Yeah, brain man. Brain man. <laughs> Scotty the status. Right, oh, well, let me just... And we were just chatting before we came on air, actually, because the, the, we've had our normal production meeting that lasted 45 seconds. On the way in. Uh, on the way in, um, uh, whilst you uh, chomped through some lovely uh, hot chips. Yes, that's um, my lunch just, today. Uh, that was your lunch. Um, and uh, the lovely parties that you, you and I sort of... I, we get the same rags and bits and pieces, but we turn up here and we've only got sort of one or two things that sort of cross over, mm. um, which is a good thing because otherwise we'd run out of content at about three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, so let me tell you what I've got. Oh, now, do you, uh, here's proof. Finally, uh, I'm telling you now. If they, we've got someone who listens to us every week because every week something happens that we talk about on a Sunday. Do you remember when we talked last week about the fact restaurants were going to open at midnight? Yes. And did and you I, see what happened? Did you or, or I not say someone's going to be there at midnight, having a midnight feast? Do you know where the first booking was? Cafe Ecochina. Uh, was there was it, one. Yeah. And at the drum. At the drum. The yes. flower drum. Yeah. But I'm tipping the hat to pay. <laughs> As opposed to my idea of get your six best clients and just shout them a meal. At the As drum. A, you, anyway. you pay... Gilbert McGill. Yeah, that's pay. right. Yeah, yeah. No dumpling, not no, free. No free dumpling. So, uh, anyway, so that was the restaurant piece. I want to have a probably a pretty serious discussion with you about um, the uh, proposed, uh, well, I think it's even more than proposed now. I think it's got the tick off. The second um, safe injecting room, which has been proposed to be somewhere near um, the Vic Market. Mm. Um, uh, I, I think a, a, another call out for something today too, um, just very quickly, tomorrow's the big freeze. So it's not going to be at the uh, G. It's Monday, isn't it? It's Monday, yeah. Tomorrow, so it's actually yes. being televised on one of the networks. Um, uh, no free hits. Um, but anyway, flick around and you'll find it. Um, four o'clock tomorrow. Uh, and I, I don't know whether they're all going to be in the same place at once. There's one player from every club. So as opposed to... I heard it was the skipper of every club. Uh, well, I might have got that wrong. Well, then, that, that can I inform you of who the skipper of St Kilda is this year, then? It's Bradley Hill. <laughs> right. So I may have incorrect information. Unless Bradley Hill's captain. <laughs> I'm not sure, Ratsy. Um, but anyway, Bradley Hill's got the gig for, for our boys. Um, so good anyway, that'll be good, good to watch. And if you haven't gone and bought your beanie... Um, there's a couple of big joints where you can go and do that. Go yeah, we, um, where, where I've just dropped my bride off for lunch is yeah. where we were last year because we go to the same pub in South Melbourne yeah, right. for a lunch yep. on, and we watch it and uh, we all had our uh, beanies, beanies on, on last year. Yeah. Oh, you did? I remember seeing a photo yes. of that. Yes. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, yes, I, I'm going to break down Daniel Ricciardo. I've got a little bit on uh, entertainment um, of which you've got a piece on uh, old mate uh, DB. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about Joffa. Now, yeah. I know Collingwood's not a club you and I sit down and pontificate over not or often. share many stats or, or much joy for their club, um, but Joffa's an interesting character. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's moved to Fiji. He's one of the more, probably the only interesting character that I know that's associated with yeah. it. football too. I'd actually just like to see Collingwood play their first game. Joffa to come back from Fiji and be the only person there in, <laughs> yellow ja- in his gold jacket. That would be appropriate. <laughs> um, and then I've got to talk to you about, get off the grass, Gomo. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> hilarious. Hey, I've just laid that, mate. Get off. Just absolutely hilarious. But uh, so anyway, we've got a, a, a truckload of, we do. Uh, of so, stuff to get to. So I am going to kick off today because it's it's front of mind, front and centre. Um, and uh, everyone, all the pubs have opened this week and everybody just wants a pint and a palmer, says the Birmingham Hotel's publican Peter Fairley. There are many meals you can make at home, but a palmer is one you'll struggle to create as good as a pub. It's about getting the oven at a high temperature. You need to get that palmer's crispiness. The lure (laughs) of fresh beer and chicken parmigiana has caused many keg-tapping venues to be fully booked each night since coronavirus restrictions were eased last week. Right. At Moondog World in Preston, burgers were the biggest selling menu before the pandemic, but not now. The Palmer has shot to number one over the last six days. Over 50% of people come in and just order a Palmer. Ah. Okay. He suggests the surge in popularity is because people have been missing the pub culture associated with a chook schnitzel covered in cheese, ham and Neapolitan sauce even more than the dish itself. For many Melbournians, a Palmer and a pint is more than just a meal at a bar. It's nostalgia. When I go to the pub with mates, we don't even look at the menu. It's just four palmers and four pints. Thank you, publican. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's a part so, of our DNA. So it? I is... do, I do. On Friday, we had this lunch and we didn't get palmers because it was set menu. But um, my, my son went and had one on Saturday. Yes. And he described it when he came home as a... Religious experience. Religious experience. Well, I can so tell- it's the things you miss when you're not allowed to have them that you miss the most. And uh, is it also about the size of them? Well, yes, they've got to be the size of a plate. Well, can I tell you? And I know we, I, I know, you know, we don't give we don't give away much here in terms of free hits to people, but um, it's an RSL, right? So uh, I don't know if you've ever been up to the Bentley RSL. No, and uh, ordered their Palmer. Is it good? Um, uh, have you ever measured the circumference of the steering wheel in your car? Because <laughs> seriously, I, I and I, I'm okay on the fang, as you know. All right. Well, you, so you, you know, you, you we, 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 we're, we're all right. We're, we're, we're probably the um, Usain Bolt and Ben Johnson. <laughs> of the, <laughs> the, the ben, oh, can I go Usain and not Ben? They, oh, they, they've had different sort of careers. No, well, because because one of them's performance enhancing eating, <laughs> and the other one's actually hard training. So, uh, no, seriously, go on. If you ever, ever uh, find yourself wayward, uh, wander by, stick oh, your head in I there, will. I will. Go, go and get the chicken palmer. It's, the, um, it's not the Bentley Club. No, it's no. the Bentley RSL, RSL. next to uh, one of the green supermarkets there on the New Corner Centre in Jasper. Ah, yeah. So, now I know um, where you are. Yes. good yes. spot. Big, a good big TV to yeah. watch footy and all that sort of gear, um, races, you know, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want a you want a good Palmer and something that will challenge um, your um, dollar per square per, per square <laughs> centimeter of value, um, she's overs. <laughs> it's a it's a beauty. So uh, you actually need a second plate for your chips. And your oh, well, you salad. can't. You'll see, this is the thing: you, you can't put the chips under the palmer. No, you don't. You don't put your you chips in a blanket. No, you do not. Chicken. That's like putting mushroom sauce underneath the steak. Correct. I mean, why Correct. would you do that? 
correct. Ridiculous. That's as, that's as outrageous as the idea at Bunnings where they put the onion on the bottom. Oh, well, you can't even have onion anymore because apparently it's a trip hazard or a slip hazard. No. I mean, what's that about? Don't know. Can I, uh, can I pose this to you? I, I want to start a list of all the things that are our DNA. Mm-hmm. You know, like you've got to chest the timber. Yeah. You've got to have a pot out of the tap. Yeah. Chicken palmers. Chicken palmers. Um, Got to have a pie when you go to the footy. Oh, yeah. You know, do you get a second one, oh, you know, potentially? You chips. Um, so I reckon we just make up a list over the next few weeks of uh, what, what's the what's the Aussie DNA? Is that just our favourite things? Is that the same list? Yeah. <laughs> probably. I was just thinking of something to do during the week. That's all. <laughs> But a day off tomorrow, oh, Scotty. You can make a lot of What am I going to do? List. I've got a day off. I finish my. I finish my bench. You know, I'm, I'm all done. You need a I, new project. I do need a you new. You need project. to make some lists. Yes. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, I just, you know, hey, just yeah, one of those things. Just, you know. uh, just off uh, apropos of nothing, I did notice on um, the paper this morning that <laughs> that's uh, our DNA. Apropos that, of nothing, uh, that Roscoe is looking for a new I, sidekick. I know. Burns is retiring. Yes. And um, I don't know about you, Scotty. I haven't had a call. Uh, Have you been part of the interview I'm, process? I'm just, I'm just, just going check through. Your, check just your, going through my text message. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I mean, the problem is there's, the, the, there's been a few suspects thrown up: Quartermain, Robbins, Layman, yeah. Kate Stevenson, Mo Claire, McLaughlin, Andy Lee. They could do a lot worse than go with Kate Stevenson. I'll tell yeah, you, yeah, she's good. I like her. Um, anyway, anyway I, I just thought I'd ask you, uh, well, whether you'd been contacted and of course, by uh, the great I, man. Well, uh, you, you should know that I haven't been contacted because <laughs> the only way that that would work is if we would then have to go and oust Ross. Yes, well, and is you it would, not going to happen? Yeah, you and I would actually have to put in as a duo because <laughs> how do you have one smoking gun no, and you Ross? Can't. You can't. You can't. It'd be a trio. <laughs> well, now, well, there we go. Maybe we go back to the original title of our uh, program. Three smoking, three guns. smoking guns. <laughs> anyway, I, Roscoe has the. Uh, I think he's going to have the last say. Don't worry oh, about that. Don't you worry about that. Uh, and a couple of those boys that you talked about um, have been trialing. Yes, uh, they've been doing well in their trials. They've they've pulled up well. <laughs> they've come through nicely, as they say. Uh, anyway, good, good after the spell. Yeah. Hey, can I? When I was just talking about the RSL and racing, I was, I, I was watching a couple of races yesterday on TV because actually didn't do very much yesterday. Uh, mowed the lawns though, but you know, got a bit of that done. Um, but I they, and on the races, they've been playing some um, you know not fun facts or just mm. historical pieces. So in eighteen eighty. Uh, the they held the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, Carbine. Three hundred thousand people lived in Melbourne in eighteen eighty, yeah, and Carbine won it. Uh, how many people went to the races? Do you reckon? Oh, how many people lived in Melbourne? Three hundred thousand. Um, hundred thousand. Cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute. I, I was staggered. It wasn't a lot to do back then. I know, but you're talking about, a th- I mean, if a third... Is it uh, 1880 something? 1880 Melbourne Cup, it right. was. Okay. Um, but if you imagine now, that's like 1.7 million people going to see the Melbourne Cup at Flemington. On an equivalent basis. On an equivalent Correct. basis of population. Correct. But as you say, I've got a bit more. I would, I, would, I would argue that more than that watch it. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I didn't have televisions in 1880, Scott. No, that's true. Do you so, know? So what you're telling when, me is I that actually fun, don't know that when fun, television started. That fun fact, that sort of but fact Scotty, that I thought was extraordinary, is just well, well, it's a good, it's a good fact. 
But it's evidence of the fact that people didn't have a lot to do back then. We had a river. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Flemington, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of hats. Back in those three hundred thousand there today, would they? Oh no. No. no, I mean they. Because they've got fences and they're well, they're probably like stuff. well, I, yeah. I mean, they have to you know, sit down uh, and other, stuff. Others will correct me or or have a better understanding than me. I mean, you know, I don't know. Ten years ago, we used to get a hundred thousand of Melbourne Cup Day. Um, you know, seventy five, eighty thousand to the Derby and Oaks and you know, Blokes yeah. Day and all the rest of it. But yeah, so it's a hundred thousand, not not three hundred. Correct. Yeah. So, but it's a hundred thousand out of five point two five seven million. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, big numbers. Hey, um. We've got to go for a break already. Oh, ouch. <laughs> and um, coming out of the break, the first of many songs I've got today under the th- under the theme of freedom. Good luck. So I'll be back soon. Right up. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, I'm Aaron Finch. I'm Bronte Campbell. I'm Matthew Delvedova. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to the advice. If we play by the rules, if we play by the rules, we'll all get through this together. Every eye is an eye. When you're doing the surgery there, that is just as important as if you were doing eye surgery on the Prime Minister or the King. Hi, I'm Gabby Hollows. That was my late husband, Fred Hollows. He helped restore sight to people with cataract blindness. Each month, the Fred Hollows Foundation needs to perform 12,000 operations so that blind people can see again. You can help restore sight for just $25. Call 1-800-352-352 or donate at hollows.org.au. Southern FM The sounds of the Bayside
Scotty, the speakers in the studio are on fire. They're melting off the wall. You just a bit blew the joint up. Oh, any chance you get to play Neil Young, you should take it with both hands and strangle the life out of it because he's a genius. Well, you had every air thing going oh, on in there your studio. Going. You had the air drums guitar. going, air guitar going. It was a bit of it was harmonica in that song. I would have had that if you, going If you'd too. had a mullet and big long hair, that would have been flapping oh. around everywhere. You know my fondness oh, for the Mr. Young. That's why you're in charge of all things said uh, music on this rocking show. Rocking in the free Anyway, world. Uh, welcome back to Two Smoking Guns. Uh, now, if you want to send us an SMS or you want to give a shout out to anybody like I did to our old mate Skipper uh, earlier, uh, feel free. Our SMS here is 0404 736 uh, Give it to you once again, 0404 triple zero seven three six so if you want to want to do anything um just shoot us a little text and yeah uh, well um we'll uh, we'll give it some air time tell us how much you love neil young (laughs) nowhere near as much as you do (laughs) now i noticed a little article speaking of music um segway um daryl braithwaite there's up He's sheepishly confessed that he's got a new single and he's nicked it from pink yeah i saw that i'll tell you what else i saw was his age? I nearly fell over. Well, he's seventy-one. Seventy-one. Yeah, he's well, just, kept himself I, remarkably. Well, that's in what good I mean. Nick. I, I just don't. I sort of don't have him pictured at seventy-one. Yeah, you know, because you've got a reference point now for your own well, tender yeah, young age. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> he's an yeah, Aria well. Hall of Fame, and obviously, yeah. Um, so he hasn't had a new song for a while. He hasn't needed to. So he just seven keeps, or eight years. He's wheeling out the song about the equine number. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm loving this because what it goes into is there's a, a constant sledge between Daryl and James Rain. Yes. So I looked forward to this. Apparently they share a running joke. They ring each other whenever they hear the other's song being broadcast in a supermarket. <laughs> yes, I did see that. That's hilarious. Which I think is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So our artists obviously used to regard their music becoming Storm Muzak, with a K, yeah. um, as career death. But um, in-store sta- radio stations now play a wide range of new songs and old, so they ring each other every to bag each other yeah. every time they hear each other's songs so, in so the, the song, supermarket. The song being played in the supermarket, is that the equivalent of your really good product that you had that ends up at the reject shop? Pretty much. <laughs> it's the analogy Pretty about, much. right? Yeah. Or, or, 
or yeah. at the uh, the two dollar shop, the reject shop, or the uh, the, the salvos. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how his pink song goes. But I know. Uh, lovely little article, and yeah, I mean he's a great old great bloke, Daryl. Yep. Daryl Braithwaite. Yep, love him. Well, I was actually uh, as I shared with you, um, uh, the, the radio was on uh, a different station on the way in, um, but. Um, uh, there was some Aussie Crawl being played, um, which made me think about my old mate and, mm-hmm. uh, and what to play for him. But it was uh, acoustic and live, uh, oh, but it yes. was very good. He's good, Jimmy. Very Rose. good. I like him. Saw him last year at the Crown Palms. Right, it was very good. Good gig. Uh, okay, what have you got? Well, I, um, you know how last week or the week before. We played the parody of Dan Andrews' Get on the Beers. Oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And in fact, I've got something to add Which to that. Which is that I want you to get on the beers. Get Someone the had beers. mashed up his stuff and it was pretty yes. funny. So, um, near Pellegrini, <laughs> uh, there's a little yes. mural that's popped up in Mooney Ponds and yes. someone's done a little Banksy on him. <laughs> and it's a little photo of Dan with his glasses and his ears yeah. and... A, a get on the beers <laughs> little stencil. He's not hard to draw, is he? No, he's not hard to draw. He's got one of those. He's a couple got, of prominent features. Yeah, he's got the... Got and the, I thought that was good. But then, of course, a couple of weeks back, I took you through um, the argy-bargy social media Twitter that is Tim Smith, if yes. you recall him. He's the Liberal member for, for Q. Yes. Who's, um, who's got a bit of notoriety from having a smash, you know, at the Premier. Yeah. Yes, correct. So... Um, so sections of the Labor Party have now tried to take some oxygen out of the the Liberal MP. <laughs> have they? And they've passed around messages amongst their comrades. Oh, oh, oh we're comrades now, not colleagues. Urging, we're comrades. Urging them not to engage directly with the QMP when he lets fly one of his unorthodox tweets. Instead of retweeting or replying, they've been encouraged to post screenshots of his colourful comments to deprive him of new followers. So there you go. Right. Interesting. So there's a there's a Twitter warfare going on out so there. So he, he's a bit lacking in um, mates at the minute. Is no, that right? he's right. That's true. That's true. But there is a bit of bingo doing the halls of parliament, oh, yeah, uh, and I the new nickname that. that Tim Smith called him, and Chairman Dan, Chairman is Dan. taking oh, hold. So he's getting it? that a bit, Chairman oh. Dan. He's got Dictator Dan, yeah. Chairman Dan, all of that, Comrade Dan. All right. Especially that's a little bit of a slag on his um, relationships with China. <laughs> yes, okay. China. Now, given He's got the... himself in a little bit of hot water there, but I'm not going there because it's political and we don't do politics. No, uh, other than um, well, if you saw that little article, mm. um, uh, did you? There was one sort of just below that, unless that was a uh, well, scripted somewhere else. But didn't, didn't. Um, so this is about getting a haircut. Okay, um, no, you go with that. Um, then. Therapy is expensive. Um, get a haircut instead goes the adage. <laughs> But that's not always the case, and one senior MP this week learnt the hard way. Haircuts at the Paris end of town <laughs> don't come cheap. After Googling the closest hairdresser, Baz, so this is Baz. Oh, this, this is, is your all, mate. This is all Baz's gear, right? This is my, my mate Baz. Baz is reliably informed the MP paid $112 at what he later found out was Melbourne's most expensive salon. How much? $112. For, for a men's haircut. <laughs> yes. He remains too scared to tell his wife the cost of, uh, of his usual $30 trim. <laughs> uh, so well, you'd, Baz want is a, a, you'd want to shave with that, surely. Uh, the hot uh, towels uh, and the uh, whole uh, thing. 
insane, and, wouldn't you? And half a dozen beers and a, and yeah, a bowl of dim sims or something. Right. Right. So, so Baz has agreed to keep it for a little secret. For now. For now. He's just <laughs> popped it in the paper. Yeah, so uh, so if any uh, said politician's gone home and it looks as though he's a bit clean cut, ask him how much he paid, because <laughs> there wouldn't be too many on the same day. <laughs> now, I, don't know, I don't know if we've got time for this one, but it's on, on a political spectrum. Oh, still. Um, and I was wandering through the paper and... Uh, She's come to the rescue again, our friend Sophie Ellsworth from the Little Paper. Oh, yes. And um, she's gone. She's she's had a couple of off weeks, but she's back with a vengeance what this she, week. She's gone what she with, brought us. She's gone with six bands are plain bonkers. <laughs> a bonk band is always doomed oh, to fail. Dear me. But let me put it this way. Where there's a will, she should have gone with Willie. They're there's correct. a way. Yes, yes, she's missed out there. Um, so anyway, this is about uh, Boris Johnson. BJ, as he's known to his mates, yep. is fighting a losing battle because yep. what he's trying to do is make it an offence for someone to have sex with someone who does not live under their own roof. Yeah, so right. Britain's still being in a staged kind of three lockdown situation. Yeah. He's discouraging people from uh, in, uh, visiting each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Trying to top up the population. So, <laughs> she's going with don't no disrespect to the likable and lovable Boris, but seriously, he's hardly one to start dishing out rules around getting Randy. Yeah, he's soon to embark on his third marriage yep. and refuses to confirm how many offspring he actually has. Reports say it's likely to be seven. Yeah, I, no, I, I had him there for about seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> seven. It's fair enough to right. try and implement strict rules, but this latest one is nothing short of being plain bloody stupid. Yeah. Um, so it goes on a bit. Um, you know, she's gone. She's, got, she's a very good writer. If they get a little bit tipsy and a little bit frisky, they need to keep their sanitised hands to themselves. <laughs> she's gone. She opines. Um, and then, so if you want to get up and close in person with someone you desire, the only way around this is to do the deed outside. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it's going to make some pretty interesting viewing in some front lawns. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, uh, now, anyway, th- no matter how stir-crazy men have been during the pandemic, there's one thing that won't stop, and that is humans doing the... Wishmakondi! Wishmakondi! So, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Boris and the Bonk Band. Do you think that, um, do you think that the AFL has uh, taken a leaf out of Boris's book? Um in the, the banning of said activity for uh, players in lockdown in um, Queensland? Are we only on the night before the game, Scotty, I would have thought. <clears throat> for some, I would have thought it was part of the training regime. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I You're going on very dangerous territory. I've never played there. AFL football. No, neither have I. So I wouldn't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can't get near it anymore. Can I, now, I'm chomping at the bit. Can I give you Daniel Ricciardo? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. No, you can. You Is can, that all right? You, you, can, you can go with that. In fact, it, was, um, it sort of came to me a bit late. I thought, now, now my old mates asked me to do some homework, and I had to sort of go back through the um, annals of time and Did brain. you to get your calculator out? Oh, I've got my phone out. Oh, yeah, it's got your calculator on because it. Because the numbers are big, right? <laughs> I, and I'm okay with numbers, as you well know, um, but some of these were a bit tricky to work through. Yes. So anyway, let me uh, let me open up the batting. So uh, and, and I'll put some parameters around this because mm. there are some different nuances that uh, take place across the course of a season and, and races and race tracks. And So I'm just going to go with some sort of base figures that you just have to trust me on. Um so and this, this, is, so this is apropos of last week. 
Yeah. Daniel Ricciardo's signed a new new contract Correct. with McLaren. McLaren for leaving Renault. X billion. How many? Forty six million. Forty six million. Forty six million. Million, not million. 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 Okay. Million. million. Forty six million per annum. Per annum. So this is broken down purely into what that means while he's sort of just driving. Not yes. all the other stuff he's got to do, but if he didn't do anything else, this is what would happen. So Daniel Ricciardo, uh, 2021 will be a drive for McLaren. Uh, salary, reportedly $46 million. Um, there are 21 races in a season, Rutsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the distance uh, for all races is deemed to be um, circa 305 kilometres. Uh, most of the circuits uh, means that they've only got to drive about 58 laps. Mm-hmm. The exception is Monaco mm-hmm. because of the smallest of the circuit. Mm-hmm. They actually have to do 78 laps of Monaco. Right. Um, I just love to see them go through the tunnel 78 yes. times yes, and coming out right. the other end. It's magnificent. Um, so, and uh, they get round a normal circuit in approximately 1 minute and 18 seconds. Mm-hmm. So 78 seconds, okay? So he gets to, uh, so as a result of that, he gets paid $2.19 million per race. Yeah, does he? $2.19 million per race. Wow. He earns $28,076 per lap. Per lap. Per lap. Wow. So he's earning $28,076 in 78 seconds. <laughs> So he's uh, earning $8,801 per kilometre around the circuit. Oh, no. He's earning $359.90 per second. Well, every time I've ever seen a photo of Daniel Ricciardo, he's got a very big smile on his face. Yeah, maybe he gets his teeth punched out by people every week. He's going to get new ones. <laughs> now no, I know, so good. Now I know why. So how's that? $28,000 Every time he lap. comes around and yep. sees that finishing post, no, there's another twenty eight. Yeah, just pop that in, uh, just pop that in the bank yeah. account. BSB 741805. <laughs> yeah, how's that, eh? Wow. So, uh, when you, and, and I, you know, I mean, you, we're, we're being a bit tongue in cheek because they, you know, they travel the world and it must be tough for them. Oh, bless <laughs> them. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so if you turn up and uh, just drive around for about an hour and 40 minutes, uh, 2.19 mil every good, two weeks. Pretty good going. Not bad gig. Gee, that, that's good. It's good that he earns that, though, because he's got a big off season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He might struggle to get the papers and pay for a loaf of bread. He, he went up to central Victoria, up to his old man's farm, and just went trout fishing, I think. So unless he's got unless he's got a boat the size of the QE2 to do that, <laughs> there must be plenty of coin in his account, I'm tipping. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so he, he's had a jump from, um, I think, uh, if memory serves, he was on about 16, 18 mil at Renault. So um, oh, good on he's him. managed to negotiate uh, uh, just a little bit of an upside by going across. Across the, across the McLaren, so we'll uh, I'll watch for his interest, and I'll just I'll just keep writing down twenty eight thousand and seventy six every time he goes past me on the TV. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, we'll um, we'll, be, we'll be back in a sec with more mayhem and madness on the guns. Lovely.
Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. As part of Victoria's big build, we're removing level crossings in the southeast. Buses will replace trains on the Frankston and Stony Point lines between Moorabbin and Mordialic until the 26th of July. Find out if you're affected at bigbuild.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Southern FM sponsor. In times like these, you can watch your favourite artists from the comfort of your living room, from their home to yours. But when it comes to the real thing, it takes an army of workers to help put a concert on. They can't work right now, but they're ready and waiting to do it all again. Until then, you can support the artists and the crew behind the scenes by donating to Support Act. Support Act, the heart and hand of Australian music. Too many people with a mental health condition see no way out. Eight people die by suicide each day in Australia. Three million are living with anxiety or depression. Beyond Blue Support Service is here to help. Your donation can help save lives.
song pops along, I reckon that could be a hit one day, Scotty. <laughs> you, reckon, you reckon that might make oh, the charts? I reckon that's quite catchy and that might make the charts. <laughs> wouldn't you love to uh, Wouldn't you love to know if there was a, an exec somewhere that, you know, that they marched in there, you know, whatever that song, you know, a year before that was released and said, I've got a little song for you, what do you think? Get out! Get, get out! out. No, I've get never out. heard so much rubbish in all my life! <laughs> and it's like, all of a sudden, he goes, oh my goodness me. Freedom, yeah, freedom no, by The boy George, Michael, he, uh, George, George he went Michael. pretty well. He um, sadly passed away on Christmas Day. He did, he did, he mm. did. He was 50-odd, so, yeah, so um, no one remembers, though, when he was in the group Wham, Wham. who his partner was. Oh. It's <laughs> a trivial as in, as in question. Partner in no, the band. as his partner in the band. Because oh. there were two of them, clearly. Oh, yeah. Partner. Um, do you remember? No. So, he, no. so, so George kicked off. Yeah. Um, the other blad yeah. didn't do so much. Yeah. But I reckon he's still pretty happy because you get the old royalty or two. Yeah, I reckon he's probably done none of the work. None of the- <laughs> Just got the co-songwriting credits. Was this the best cocktail you could <laughs> yeah, ever find right. in music? <laughs> uh, who was it? Do you know? Who? Andrew Ridgely. Yeah, of course it was. Yes. Yeah, Mrs. Ridgely's son. Mrs. Yeah. Ridgely's son, Andrew. <laughs> well done you, I say. So he's one of the forgotten oh, men of music. Mate, not forgotten, never he's known. He's still sitting there <laughs> with a glass of con. Yeah, go cigar going, play that song again because I'll get another songwriting credit. <laughs> I love it. Play Wham Rap. Play oh, one of those. Play Wake just... Me Up Before You Go, Go, oh, Go, Go, Go. Go, 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 Go. And I'll exactly. just get a couple more shekels in my pocket. Oh, how good is that? Yeah. Hey, um, can we put our serious hat on for a minute? And then um, we don't do it very often. Must we? Well,. Uh, Go well, for it's, it, it's a serious topic. That's the problem. Um, so it's the uh, the I suppose the hullabaloo around the proposed um, and I know I think now sanctioned um, and signed off second safe injecting room. Ah, uh, of course. Had right. you uh, had you reminded me you were going to do that story, I could have played a song by Johnny Diesel and the Injectors. <laughs> 
And I thought we were going to try and be serious on this show for once in our nine-month history. I'll turn myself off. For the next oh, no, of I, no, I want you a big part of this because it's um, and where this started for me was uh, on social media over the last couple of days. So there's been some postings around this is ridiculous. How could you? It's unheard of. There was all you know all the hullabaloo about the first one, which has now been up and running. I think for the better part of now maybe about two years um and i i, I did engage in uh, some re- reply and response to uh, what others had written and and only on the basis that i suppose the argument has always been should we provide a space for them to carry out an illegal activity um why don't we help them try and get off um, the problem is uh, I'm not sure they want to be on uh, and those that are on uh, might be too far in to be able to know how to get off and in um, and these rooms or, or the one in Richmond has been saving lives yes so that's true. the so at the end of the day um, and there's a, a piece here that I, I thought I better do some more research just <laughs> to put some meat on the bones around this. Um, so Reason Party, uh, Fiona Patton, uh, the politician who helped pave the way for the Richmond Safe Injecting Room, believes the numbers are evidence the centre is working, saving lives and getting people uh, into much-needed treatment and recovery. Uh, so, new data on medically supervised injecting centre in um, uh, Richmond shows the centre has managed more than 1,130 overdoses, which previously would have been man- managed by who? The cops, probably, Am- or a- the ambos. ambos yeah. right? So, um, correct. Um, uh, an average of three per day between July 18 and June 2019. Uh, ju- yeah, July 2018 and June 2019. Staff carried out more than 3,300 health and social support interventions in the injecting's first nine months. More than 250 people have started uh, opiate replacement treatment or have um, been referred to other forms of drug or alcohol treatment, while 40 have entered treatment for hepatitis. So uh, what we know is ambulance call-outs, correct, dropped in the first six months of the centre opening and it has saved people from overdosing on over 1,000 occasions. That's great. So there's 1,000 families that would have been, I mean, take away the individual piece, there's over a thousand families and then their friends beyond that that would have all been impacted had those individuals not been saved or rescued and brought back. Um, and, and I know it's a hot potato. and Don't play that. <laughs> don't, uh, I had another one longer. But, uh, not going anywhere near no, it. No, it's... Um, and I get the whole piece around residential areas, yes. kids, schools, kids, families. I, I, I get it. Um, and but the other one now is proposed to be somewhere near the Vic Market. Uh, so, give me your thoughts on this. Uh, it's a complex topic, but I think decriminalisation and prevention is better than the alternative. Yeah. Um, I think any time you can save a life, you should aim to do that. Yep. Um, I think the circumstances that surround um, people who do inject drugs um, are often a mental health issue. Yep. Um, so I think the actual act of itself gets people a bit upset, but um, it's a very arbitrary legal definition that says that heroin's illegal and tobacco isn't and alcohol is and something else yep. isn't. And um, there are far more addictive, well, there are as addictive substances as heroin in common sale 
tobacco, alcohol, etc. So I'm one of the people that believe very firmly in prevention and a bit more tolerance in society and I think our we need to start saving lives. So if this is a, a method that some people disagree with, yep. I get it, but yep. if uh, those statistics that you've read out are starting to prevail, then I think it's a, a good initiative, right? Yeah. The less people... Less- the less we have to clutter our emergency services workers and our police with um, this, those sort of actions where they can concentrate on other yeah. you know, things, and, and, the and there is two sides to everything, mm. right? So um, so part of this process uh, that they've been going through as well, um, so they've then talked to people um, and, and, uh, and police officers or, or, uh, about what's happened in Richmond since this time. Mm. So this is potentially the flip side then. Um, so the review panel, 171-page report, recover, also uncovered more than um, more local residents, 37%, this is in Richmond, were now considering moving house or their employment because of drug-related activity yeah. in that area. Increased numbers of inappropriately disposed of needles and syringes were found surrounding the facility uh, over the trial period. And the Victorian police members reported seeing significantly more people and drug-affected or bullying or selling drugs or engaging in drug-related antisocial behaviour. So that's the flip side it to um, things that are happening outside of the centre, but because of the, where the centre's located, it's, it's, it's having that spill-on effect, mm. I guess. But look, it is a hot potato one, um, but I, I'm in your camp. If we can save a life and potentially start to steer them down that path, that's got to be better than them not being with us. So maybe uh, the answer is uh, a better choice of location. Yeah, well, um, but that's the thing. It's, um, I mean, they're not exactly jumping on public transport in Doncaster and making their way to Richmond, though. That's the problem. I mean, most of these people are probably on foot, um, you know, maybe getting a cab. They probably don't have a lot of money because they're spending it all on the on the Persians. I'm sure they'd find their way to a destination if there was a, someone dispensing. Yeah, I just, there, there potentially might be... Um, Better locations that service service all parties um, when they're deciding where these goes, but it is a uh, it is a tough one. So we'll uh, watch this space, I guess, uh, Ratsy, in terms of uh, what might play out as a result of all of that. All right, uh, as we march on, um, just about to leap into our second hour. I don't know where the first one's gone, but uh, we've had a bit of a giggle on the way through, so that's all been good. Um, but I. I suppose while we're being half serious, unless you're going to tell me we have to take a break. Or, no, we uh, don't. Okay. Um, I, just, I actually just thought, uh, found this lovely article, and I'll just call it a lovely article. Um, it's written by um, Janine Joseph, um, and it, it's really all about uh, – I'll just read it to you, if I may, and work, you, work your way through it, but it, uh, it sort of struck a bit of a chord with me in terms of just you know what it's really on about. The, uh, the last words a dear friend and colleague offered me uh, as she lay dying and, uh, were, were a uh, maxim that has taken on even more significance in the years since she's passed. Don't forget to stop and smell the roses. She was a deeply uh, spiritual person who spent years seeking meaning through religion. She was born Jewish. Um, her search took her towards alternative religions, and my sense was she had finally found the truth and the peace she had been searching for. The simplicity of her advice struck me at the time. 
not to follow any particular religious teaching or guru, as she had done, but simply to stop and be in the moment. Now, I know our, um, the girls that have come on before us uh, in the past, um, talking about all things sort of spiritual, they were very much about that stop mm. and just be in the moment you mm. know where are you you know what's going on but just be in the moment um i'll read further um there's another friend uh, i find myself thinking about um unfortunately she also passed um we compare progress regularly and her advice was to expect to get through only 80 percent of a list that um uh, of things she'd written down that she wanted to do she also passed away prematurely with most of those things being uncompleted that didn't matter what did matter was uh, she still had so much living to do um, books to read conversations to have meals to share most importantly to see her only child married and to meet her two grandchildren a childhood friend a buddhist uh, an artist has asked me the same question uh, for as long as i can remember what's the rush the greatest thing we can do for ourselves she believes is to sit still and do nothing it's no wonder that during this strange time when we've been asked uh, to essentially sit still, those words have taken on new significance in our Western world in which constant busyness and external uh, accolades are so lauded. The greatest challenge could well be to let them go, to stop trying to fit it all in, to be still, simply to be. Lockdown during the pandemic has presented us with a once-in-a-lifetime chance to pause and contemplate what really matters. As lockdown conditions ease, we must not lose sight of this opportunity. Let's grab this chance to consider the words of Henry David uh, Thoreau. It's not enough to be busy. So are the ants. The question is, what are we busy about? Hmm. It's very profound, and uh, I just sort words of, uh, to live by, Scotty. Yeah, well, I just you know, I mean, there's so much other stuff going on that you know uh, that that's negative, and um, it seemed to be a little wedge in between all of that that uh, that just struck a chord with me a bit about um, just stopping and being in the moment when you when you've got a chance to, hmm. because we've all been tearing around like blue what. God knows what flies um, for years and years and years and years. And um, but you probably do it better than most. Uh, well, we practice of, what we preach there every Sunday between <laughs> two and four. <laughs> we stop where and we sit and, and smell, smell the roses, <laughs> and uh, or the Glen Twenty on the <laughs> microphone, we, and uh, we talk uh, a whole be. lot of we be and we, we talk. Be. Yep, that's true. Uh, that's true. And, um, it amuses us for two hours, and yep. it's yep. it's, a, it's a quite a meditative time. No one sends us a text, so there's clearly no one listening. There's to no one listening. <laughs> They're all too busy yeah. rushing around. I mean, we're assuming that this actually goes out somewhere. No, it does. It just <laughs> goes to <laughs> Colin's house. I just think so. You think it's Cole that just does? It just, just amuses just, him. Oh, it just amuses him. Anyway, well, they were both very sort of faith-based pieces. So thank you for that. That's on right. appropriate on a Sunday, just, yeah, and I thought, um, maybe you know, freedom a, and thinking, and it's a nice you know, segue to something. That that I picked up through the week that there's a new on-demand service called VatiVision. Oh, I did see, see this. that. Yes. This has been uh, described as the Netflix of the Vatican. Ah, yes. Very uh, Christian-focused, Well, it apparently. is. It's, it's launching in Italy this week, yeah. and it's broadcasting films, yeah. series, and documentaries with Christian messages. The Godfather? Yes. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> VatiVision president Luca Tomassini... Oh has said that the potential audience for the service could be, 
Could be. <laughs> One billion, 300 million, 1.3 billion people of the Catholic faith around the world. Right. The world's first multi-device platform is born, dedicated to the dissemination of cultural, artistic, and religious content inspired by the Christian message, reads the website of really? Vision, whose slogan is Culture, Art, and Faith Everywhere With You. Vision. So they're rolling it out across the world. Vision. Don't you think they could have come up with a slightly better name than Well, Vatty you're Vision? the king of all the new service names, like Binge. And, well, do you see the size you know? of the ad that Binge has taken out in the, in the big paper and the little paper? He's taken out as many ads as the, the Harvey Norman character. Oh, don't even start me on He's that. I mean, I've never seen so much spend um, in my life coming from that particular retailer. So, so that was interesting, I thought. And then another one, t- speaking of the mysteries of the universe. Yep. Um, so there's um, new, new life for the Einstein theories. I uh, spotted this through the yes. week where space, time, matter, light and gravity, the great Einstein theories will be given new life in schools yep. with an interactive learning program from the ARC Centre of Excellence in Gravitational Wave Discovery. And when you were at school, Scotty. <laughs> Did you take a course in gravitational wave discovery? <laughs> is that where... Was that wedged in between maths and uh, playtime? No. I, kick to kick on the other. Was that sign language where you waved at someone just to get their attention? Was that that course that... So I'll oh. continue. Um, so, yeah, obviously, Albert Einstein, we know who he is. He's on the T-shirts. Yeah. Father of physics. Yeah, didn't have a um, He had the, um, the, two, the two big ones. Yep. The, the theory of relativity. Yes. No, which was which was pretty big. Yep, and I can't remember what the other it's one. Not was. bad. <laughs> anyway, it's up there. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So this is a remotely delivered interactive teaching platform. Wasn't it gravity? Um, it's called Mission Gravity. Wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, well, the other one? Was gravity? Oh no, no, no. That was oh. that was um, oh, that, that was, was Adam um, and Eve with the apple um, that was, <laughs> falling um, from the tree. That the, yes, that guy. <laughs> How are we going? <laughs> Obviously paid a lot of attention in science. <laughs> Second hour's always a bit tougher. <laughs> so students work together oh, to create funny. models of a star, observing and interpreting the scientific results using virtual technology yep. to understand complex ideas like gravitational waves and black holes, etc. We're excited we now have the opportunity to offer this experience regardless of school geography or social economic status as this virtual version is free of charge. So there you go. Now when you send your kids to school, they can come home and they can ask you more difficult questions like, what is gravitational wave discovery, Dad? Yeah. Or Mum? Ask your mother. And uh, it'll be <laughs> correct. <laughs> Why is the sky blue? All of those great questions that your kids yes. used to come up with. Because of a bit of dust, I think. <laughs> um, rabbits. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was the rabbits. <laughs> Get the rabbits out. <laughs> Uh, Albert Einstein was a German-born theoretical uh, physicist who developed the theory of relativity, one of the two pillars of modern physics. His work is also known for its influence on the philosophy of science. Yep. So, um, pipe smoking, haircut needed genius. <laughs> yep. Anyway, there we go. Um, no, he... Um yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I talk to you, Blake? It's got similar colours. E, e equals here. MC squared was his. Oh. Remember that one? Yeah, E equals MC squared. Mass energy equivalents, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. I okay. reckon no, it's the world's most famous equation. Yeah. That's why we're In not... quantum theory. That's why was we're his not, other one. That's why we're not doctors or NASA rocket scientists, Rutsy. <laughs> well, we can remember what these things are, but we actually... You don't know what to do with them! We don't know what to do with them, and we don't know what they mean. Oh, 
Can I talk to you about another bloke that's got similar hair to Einstein? Um, Have a crack. Mr. Cotter. Uh, Welcome back, Cotter. Welcome Abe back. Abe Cotter. Abe Cotter. What a magnificent show that was. <laughs> hey? With Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Mr. Cotter. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Barbarino. Vinny Barbarino. Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. Uh, how about Joffa? Oh, Joffa Court. Yeah. So, uh, now I know we said at the top of the show that we, you know, we don't share a great love of uh, sitting down uh, pontificating over Collingwood. No, and it's the last, uh, it's the last football team that needs much airtime, Scotty. So, talk about Joffa, not the, um, yeah. So, we're going to talk about Joffa. So, in March this year, he, uh, he uprooted, he uh, packed the bags and he went to, um, F1J1. He's gone, he's gone to Fiji. It's a sea change. Yep. So uh, after everybody thought that he would uh, never leave our fair shores, he'd just be in the gold jacket in the front row of the cheer squad of uh, said football team. Um, there he is. He's gone to Fiji. Wow. Um, so he moved from Melbourne to a village in, uh, in Fiji's, oh, my goodness me, Namuav. Voivoy area in March. Good luck trying to pronounce that. Yeah, we knew we Voivoy. Yeah, I, uh, no, yeah, Voivoy something. Uh, where there is no TV or radio to keep abreast Collingwood uh, during uh, COVID nineteen, he has uh, he has to trek three kilometres to a peak to get mobile phone Wi Fi reception, or take a two hour truck ride into the Lombasa Township. Mm-hmm. The rigours of his new life have seen him drop twenty nine kegs. Oh. So uh, that's a that's a. It's been on the seafood diet. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, seafood don't eat it. Mm. Um, Twenty nine kegs, but have not uh, dimmed his love for his football team. I've never felt better," he said, uh, in a um, during a two week sojourn to Suva. There's very little news of the AFL here in Fiji, I'm afraid, uh, but I'm keeping tabs on the AFL websites for scores. Corf is planning to return to Australia in July to take up a job supervising fruit pickers in Cairns. Jeez, he's getting around. Uh, before heading back to F1J1 later in the year. It's been a life-changing and eye-opening um, an eye-opener to extreme poverty. The lifestyle is tough in the village. No TV, no radio, no mobile phone. The nearest hospital is some two hours away. But they are happy people who would give you their last bowl of rice. It's been a pleasure living with them. So much to learn and experience. So there's probably another side to uh, to the Joff man that... Uh, we probably don't know, or don't hear, or doesn't get much um, doesn't get much airtime. But uh, good on him. Uh, whatever he's doing over there in Fiji, I think he was sort of in some volunteer capacity of helping locals. Good on him. So good on him. F one J one. Safe travelling, Joffa. Over to you, old son. I haven't been to F one J one for a long time. I've never been to F one J one. Probably a while since we get to go back. Yeah, it might be a while. It's a lovely spot, though. Yeah, the, pe- the people are amongst the most beautiful and uh, happy say, people in the world. They say so. Um, now, I wanted to take you down Spooky Town. Oh, come on! Take me down to <laughs> Spooky Town. Now you started this a couple of weeks this. back. We've got to we've got to keep finding spooky with, stuff with these tales button from the man. Bunyip Forest, Bunyip State Forest with Button Man, with Button Man, Button Man. So um, it continues. Lovely. So there's an article on a magic mystery. <laughs> now this isn't the. This is a, a story about two people lost at sea. But it's ah, not Gilligan's Island. Ah, I okay. think I might have just caught this, but uh, so, um, I'll sit back and uh, let yes, you expunge what you have. It talks about a mother and son 
who yeah. are lost at sea, had ventured out to rid themselves of evil spirits, police <laughs> reveal. Righto. Stop there. <laughs> right. Could have gone to church. <laughs> Felicity Loveday, 84, and Adrian Menaview, 54, set off, right. set off on a Port Phillip Bay on a small boat. After becoming convinced, Ms. Loveday had evoked black magic during a mysterious meditation ritual. Oh, dear. Getting a bit creepy. Yeah, creepy. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mr. Menavu purchased a second boat shortly after the doomed voyage. That boat was bought from... Anyway, what happened was... Yep. What happened? We'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Right, they set out on um, December 11 last year to perform a cleansing ritual at sea. On a three-hour tour. Correct, correct. <laughs> they appear were trying to rid themselves of evil spirits, oh, Scotty. Of course they were. Which they believed had been woken by a form of meditation both were deeply involved in. Boom! <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Adrian and Felicity oh. were practicing meditation for some time and believed Felicity had woken black magic. <laughs> and we're not black talking about, um, you know, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> or Magic Johnson. Or Magic Johnson. <laughs> right, okay. Adrian felt responsible for it. The boat trip was a means of reversing it. They needed to be on the salt water to get rid of the black magic. Is that in the handbook in the boat? (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 5, Black Magic. Keep going. Um, so it it emerges. Yeah, emerge. This is uh, this, the uh, best bit. Yeah, yeah. It emerges. Yeah, that Ms. Loveday, uh, born in South Africa, was once a senior co-free masonry figure. Right. Which is, um, yes, yeah, she was part of the Freemasons, right? A secretive fraternal society. Yes. She was called the Worshipful Master. Oh, dear. At the Southport Lodge This in is the grand, the grand Poobah has gone missing. This is the Grand Poobah. <laughs> so she's one of the most powerful oh. figures in the Masonic Lodge and presides over rituals and oh, ceremonies. Oh, goodness me. The origin of the meditation ritual practice by Ms. Loveday and her son, this was her son, yeah. is not yet fully understood by police. Right. Ms. Loveday had dementia. And Mr. Minnelli was her full-time carer. <laughs> oh, I forgot that... It, oh, it wasn't black magic, it was white magic. I just forgot. So it's actually just dementia, <laughs> just, sadly. Yes. So they've got no evidence they're alive, but can't rule out um, that they might be. They've considered the theory that Miss Loveday may have been dead in um, before they took off, um, but uh, anyone with information is urged to call <laughs> Crime Stoppers. <laughs> or... or Atlantis. Or just <laughs> pop into the local Freemason Society. <laughs> just drop a note in. Yeah, they. Uh, I, that was the, the, I did read the article, uh, and the piece that I, uh, I, I did catch my eye was, um, please take note of um, how pale she looks sitting in the front seat of the boat, therefore she may already be dead. That's what the reference was. Yes. Black yeah. magic. Magic. So that's oh, our very it. own black magic sea oh. cleansing rituals going on. Right, we've got to keep. We've got to in, keep finding in, in Melbourne. Mate. We've got in to Melbourne. keep finding though. So uh, these are uh, part of a new segment on Two Smoking Guns called Spooky <laughs> Stories. Uh, yeah, we might just uh, we, we might even go with um, 
uh, the, maybe the Button Man segment. <laughs> <laughs> Mysteries uh, from the Button may, Man. Maybe it could be sponsored by Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who knows? Right, right. what can I share with you? Oh, now hang on. Here we go. This has got my goat up. Uh, if it's not hard enough already, um, you see the. Uh, did you happen to see the thing about smart parking now? No, you know where we going? That. Yeah, well, I, I've always found it interesting. You know, where sometimes you can park your car and you come back and you go, oh, I didn't see the grey ghost anywhere, and all of a sudden I've, I've got a, a you know a pink piece. Uh, oh, it's tor- they just turn up from nowhere. They just turn up out of nowhere. They turn up like the button man. They're like the button man. <laughs> they come from they, nowhere. So and, and then. You, you, you look around and go, oh, I can't, can't see them now either. So, you know, I reckon they're in cahoots with the locals. Get down here. Our old mate's parked. You've got about 30 minutes. I can break see it. him. Breaker, 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 breaker. Break break <laughs> anyway, it's going to get worse, let me tell you. Car parking restrictions in the city of Melbourne are set to become more rigidly enforced with the call for tenders for advanced parking technology services that include 5,500 in-ground vehicle detection Sensors. Stop there. This is a new term that I like to just get clear in my head. They're an in-ground... It's an in-ground vehicle detection sensor. So it's going to know when you arrived, and the second you go over your time allotment, you are nicked, old boy. In-ground... In-ground vehicle detection sensor. Uh, I'll keep going while uh, you do whatever you do. Uh, the new system means that vehicles outstaying, overstaying in parking spot monitored in the past by years, uh, years by council officers placing a chalk mark on tyres will automatically be detected and the offence immediately recorded using a cloud-based technology. An IGVDS. So uh, this is all part of um, the, uh, the, uh, the state government um, to promote public uh, public transport, cycling and walking as the preferred means of transport to and from the central city and docklands. Have they heard of winter? <laughs> Seriously. Who's made the in-ground vehicle detection I don't, I, I, Well, I don't know. You've actually got to... You've got to you, you have to be the owner of the technology. So they're asking people that know how to put it in to put forward a tender and have a crack. What does it do? Yeah, well, you park your car and it goes, oh, welcome. And then it's, you know, the, the, the one second before you do to, the second you do to expire, you're nicked. Bip, fine. So surely you could attach that to your credit card yep. and it buys you a parking ticket and illuminates that parking ticket on your dash. Well, who knows? I mean, what well, could it, be onto it, something it, here? You could be right onto something. I'd stop right there if I were you. Um, I'll edit uh, that bit yeah, out. I've got one for the emergency services, but I ain't sharing it. <laughs> I'll happily share it with you. Um, so, uh, the Council's Transport Strategy 2030 says key issues would include, oh, I love this, the repurposing, uh, the equivalent of more than six MCGs worth of public road space and parking spaces to create more space for pedestrian cyclists, greening and trading. That's good, because less people will just come into the city. So good luck. What's greening? 
Oh, keeping green areas, trees making and stuff, trees and stuff. Yeah, I reckon. Thought it might have been a technical planter term. boxes, maybe. I don't know. You know, they're growing stuff on the outsides of buildings now that yeah. make them look like goodness knows what. Um, the strategy aims to transform uh, transform Melbourne into Australia's leading bicycle city. Can you can you see that happening? No, because I reckon Ho Chi Minh City's got it over them, as yeah. do the Netherlands. Yeah. So, well, they're talking about Melbourne being Australia's leading oh, city, right, right? right. So, uh, right. I don't, I just don't reckon we're, other than the, the, the mammals, mm. I don't reckon we're a big bike culture here. Oh, you'd be surprised. You reckon? You'd be surprised. I there's, mean, there's, there's a few, a few up there's there, a few, there's a few, there's a few wheeling through the Yarra. Is there? Precinct, yeah. yeah okay. Along the river there, mate. I mean, I know buildings now that, you know, Resi Towers all now have sort of bike racks and things get built into them, but I don't know. I just... Oh, anyway. Uh, more than 50 kilometres... Uh, protected bike lanes in the heart of the city and work with the Victorian government to enable a further 40 kilometres of protected bicycle lanes. Um, the Whitley Down of car spaces has already started with plans to convert 36 on-street car spaces into 151 mo- motorcycle uh, parking bays. And there's another article that I actually saw encouraging people who've actually got a motorbike licence, don't drive your car, drive your motorbike, and then there'll be less congestion when everybody starts to come back to work. But yeah, anyway, that's enough. another story for another day. The 2030 strategy includes an initial 300 new motorcycle uh, spaces in the city. So, uh, my, do you want my summary of this is, Rutsy? What is it? Can I share it with you? We've gone from the grey ghost to the grey cloud. <laughs> 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 On that note, we'll take a uh, short break and uh, I'll contemplate what all that means, including in ground vehicle detection systems. I must get my head around that. Vehicles. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM Sponsor. The C word, cancer. It's different in a young person's world. Luckily, Canteen is here to fill the lives of those aged 12 to 25 with better C words like connection, compassion, communication and counselling. Canteen gives young people the skills and support to face cancer, whether it's their own or a loved one's. Please visit canteen.org.au to donate and let young people know when cancer comes crashing in, Canteen can help pick up the pieces. Hi, this is Marty Rome. Support Act is an established registered charity assisting those in the music industry suffering hardship through illness or injury. If music has enriched your life, spare a thought for the many entertainers, writers and crew who growing older are now facing hard times. Support Act needs your support. Please donate and learn more at supportact.com.au. Hi, I'm Pauline O'Brien, the presenter of In the Middle of an Island. Come and join me on WizFiz Island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon, where I just play the music that I'd love to listen to, whilst I'm just laying back in the hammock with the remote control and a lovely strawberry daiquiri. In the Middle of an Island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon. Plenty time to do some kissing Plenty time for lots of loving From Paran to Parkdale 
You're listening to Southern FM. Scotty, um, you know, I'm playing songs about freedom, freedom and uh, I've gone with Devo because I loved Devo back in the day. Freedom of Choice by Devo there. Were they wearing their um, their um, their pots on their head singing you know, that song? Well, you know, they, they were, but they're not called pots. <laughs> what were they? They were... Mixing bowls? Officially known oh. as energy dome hats. Oh, were they? Mm. Of course they were. And, what could possibly um, go wrong? I have a, a lovely memory of seeing Devo at Festering Hall. <laughs> Festering Hall. 
probably 15 uh, odd years ago now, I can't recall. But um, we met at a pub um, near Festering Hall in the top end of Spencer Street pre-gig. Yes. And um, that was great. And a few people had their Devo t-shirts on. Did they? A couple had their Energy Home hats. Oh, but, did they? But everyone queued up at the merch stand to buy an Energy Dome did hat. Did they really? And it was a good gig. You know, they played all the songs. They played yeah. Whip It. They played Gates of Steel. They yeah, played yeah. Uncontrollable Boy. They played that one. They played them all. Yep. And... Coming home, driving down Spencer Street, uh, people had gone back into the pubs post-gig with their Energy Dome hats. <laughs> so you had this wonderful sight of people standing outside oh, pubs in West Melbourne near Festering it. Hall, yeah. having a good old time wearing red pot plants on their head. Oh, that's magnificent. It was a very, very funny thing to look at. Yeah. Uh, very good. Excellent. Devo. Devo. choice. Oh, yes, I, no, I do remember. Used to wear, it's highly appropriate because they, used, they, they, um, they, they wore the uh, anti, you know, the suits, the anti-nuclear <laughs> device suits. They would, have been, they would have coped with COVID no problem at all. Do you think? Because uh, they already had the gear. Do you think they might have been um, attendants to the uh, facility in Richmond? (laughs) (laughs) Pre-gig, just Uh, to get in the zone? A lot of people think they're pretty quiche, but um, Mark Mothersbaugh and his brother, they they were actually musical geniuses. And uh, what he does now for a living is he writes um, movie scores and soundtracks and all that sort of stuff. But they were um, were a great band, and they had a message, and that was a... It was a bit of an old message, but they, <laughs> they had a great message. Yeah, yeah. De-evolution, it was about. De-evolution. Yeah. Now, on the theme of music, are you, you well, are, look, you're um, step us through some yes, more, Yes, you, you threw this at me, and this is from Friday. our good friend, um, and we, we must talk to him one day, Cameron Adams, because he keeps uh, throwing up keeps throwing up things that... Um, he loves a bit of controversy, doesn't he? Just fodder, <laughs> fodder, for, fodder, fodder for critique. <laughs> Now he's gone with because he does this periodically. He um, he's a bit like um, who's the who's the who's the big bloke um, who does his top twenty footy players or used to be Mike Sheen now it's some other bloke. Uh, um, uh, anyway, they do their top twenty or whatever, and they invite um, critique and criticism. Yeah. Now it's easy with footy because you can go with stats and those sorts of things. Cameron yep. Cameron tends to go um, just on his own way, and he's uh, he's done a thing in the paper through the week. About 90s music, so Australian songs. What we were listening, what Australian songs were we listening to in the 90s? And it's quite, it's quite clear going through this list that um, Cameron and I were listening to different uh, bands uh, through the 90s. What do you think so? So, uh, so evidenced by his uh, top songs in 1990 that he was listening to. I think you went out and he was just listening to the radio. He was listening to Mona by Craig McLaughlin. Oh, God, seriously, and I wasn't. Only got played three times. He uh, <laughs> and he was playing jukebox in jukebox in Siberia by the Skyhooks. Oh, sky yes, that's yeah. right. That was sort of their first foray into something. Probably a bit their last song. Yeah, it probably was too. We agree on 1991. He was listening to Tingles by Ratcat, and as uh, was yeah, I, okay. so that was fine. Right, oh, tick. Um, but he was also listening to a song that um, I don't recall as being this old, but Horses by Daryl Braithwaite. Really? was released in 1991 and was recaptured by the next generation some 25 years so later. So, yeah, we're almost 30 years down the track. Yeah. Wow. He okay. was listening to, 
1992, The Day You Went Away by Wendy Matthews. Brilliant song. Yeah, very I, good I song. Totally, Great artist. Totally agree with that. But he's lost me on his, his runners-up, Take It From Me by Girlfriend. Now, I can only assume Girlfriend were one of those, oh. like Bardo, one of those conjured up... Uh, you know, girl groups. Three D, three D description. Three D printed. Yes, yeah, they've just taken. Who was the? Who was the duo? Taken the lead. The, whoever won Big Brother and whoever won some competition and chucked them in a fake band together. Who was the duo together. that that manufactured all those um, young pop bands? Way back when, you remember oh, the, there was there was the was English the, group called yeah, Stock Aitken and Stock Waterman. Aitken Waterman. They did all right. of Kylie's yeah, work for her. That's it. All of the Howard Jones yep. and the yep. um, all of those. Were they part of Millie Vanilli? Now Millie Vanilli, who were the people who um, didn't actually sing? No, never sang because they couldn't. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they mimed. They mimed for mm. nearly how long? Like, oh, most of their career. Ten years. All of their career. Ten years. They go around for ten years. Maybe not. No, I think people found out. <laughs> I think someone that pulled the plug at a concert and they kept singing and no words were coming out. <laughs> Tell you what, what a heist. So he's gone with uh, 1993, Give Me a Little Sign by Peter Andre. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, had he not mentioned that, I couldn't have told you what Peter Andre had sung. There you go. He didn't sing much. He had This Is It, Danny Minogue as a runner-up. So clearly I, I was on another planet in 1993. I don't know where I was. I was probably at the Corner Hotel. <laughs> Your real band. Uh, he's gone with uh, Silver Chair in 1994 tomorrow. I yep. agree with that one. Yep. He's gone with Chains by Tuna Arena. It's not bad. 1995, he's gone with Merrill Brainbridge Mouth. So you'd have to catch me up on that one. Yeah, no. He's gone with Let's Groove by CDB. CDB. It'll mm. be one of those mm. poppy things again. Mm. Yeah. 1996, Savage Garden, I Want You. I actually no, I think, I don't I, I think I know a Savage I, Garden song, but it's not that one. No, it's no, it wouldn't be that one. Uh, and he's gone with Ooh Ah Just a Little Bit by Gina G. Now, I do recall this song because it was the entry for the Eurovision. Ah, hmm. right. Not saying it was a good song. So it has some pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to call it. Oh, he's gone truly madly deep here by Savage Garden. That's the one I do know. Oh, to, yep. the, to the moon and back, that yep. one. Yeah, that was, that was all right. And then he's gone with um, 1998. He's sort of come back to form. He's got The Living End, Prison of Society. It's very good. Yep. But then he's gone with um, Buses and Trains by Bachelor Girl. Just passed me by that one. Uh, yeah, no. But he's gone with Torn by Natalie Imbruglia, which is a one and only great song. Yeah. Um, okay. And then something by Mad- Madison Avenue. So, look, it's, what's becoming apparent here, Scotty? Yes. yes, there's clearly a divergence of opinion. What age do we think he is? Uh, Cameron must be must be under 35. Yeah, that's what I reckon too. Um, so uh, I think what's what's happening here, Scotty, is um, we've got uh, a different audience. What's his surname? Adams. Cameron Adams. Mm. All right. So well done on a, yet another go. So what I will do is return serve next week. And right. I will come up with a song from each of the years of the 1990s. And let's see how many are familiar and similar to Cameron's. I'm tipping, if there's ten songs, zero out of ten will be similar to that. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, yeah. So he's described as the Herald Sun music writer, which involves interviewing musicians and reviewing albums and live concerts. He has no complaints. <laughs> 
Well, he has from here. Well, he has got the money from here. <laughs> Can somebody send him the, the, the station ID and just now let he, him know? He probably thinks I'm a dinosaur. And yeah, well, look, that's fair enough. Nah. Um, but I'm not. Um, I'm not right. dismissive of some of that music. Well, yes, I am. Oh, yeah. But I reckon there's. Uh, you've got to dig a little deeper for your music, and you just don't listen to what's on the top forty charts. Yeah. Because you're missing out on some of the really good stuff if you do that. Yep. So I might be a dinosaur, and that's fine. But I'm going to take you to Canada um, oh. to talk about dinosaurs, and in a West mm. Canadian forest. 110 million years ago. Is there a button man there? A dinosaur had a meal of ferns before suffering a sudden death and being washed out to sea. And how do we know this? It's because that Cretaceous period beast is now providing a unique insight into the dietary habits of plant-eating dinosaurs. Right. So the fossilised stomach contents of the dinosaur, called Borealopelta Mark Mitchelly, Mark Mitchelly. Mark so clearly <laughs> named after Con the Fuhrer. Con the Fuhrer, <laughs> correct. Exactly. We're uh, preserved in an exquisite detail with the skeleton revealing the last meal. The fossil from Alberta represents the best preserved stomach contents of any plant-eating dinosaur ever. Right. There you go. So, okay. um, so Caleb Brown um, of the Royal Tyrrell <laughs> Museum of Paleontology in Alberta. Yep. Said almost everything we think we know about the diet of these animals is based on indirect data such as toothware, but this provides us uh, great examples of the types of stuff they ate. So there you go. That's from 110 million years ago. Um, ferns in a dinosaur's gut. Thought that was pretty I interesting. Just, uh, I, you know, when when you start talking, you know, 110 million years ago, I I sort of just go a bit, you know, glaze over. Um, 110 million years ago. Yeah, well, I don't remember it either. No, it's. I'm struggling to just get my head around it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a long time like, ago. It's a very long time. I mean, can they? Re- how do they measure it was 110 million years ago? Well, I'll get back to you on that. You have been a disadvantage. Can you, just ex- can you explain <laughs> that to me? I don't know. It's, it's something called paleontology, Scotty. Oh, my goodness. Um, and there's, there's a whole um, museum around it. Yeah. Okay. Can I bring us back? Can I bring us something? Uh, you know, a, a bit closer to home. And well, I was going to do that. I was uh, going to do a compare and contrast article. Oh, okay. still on animals. All right. Go on. Still on animals. Okay. This is in South Africa, current day. All right. So what they're doing in South Africa is they're dehorning rhinos. Now. Oh, I saw that. Now what they're doing, obviously, because of the poachers are after the rhinos for their horns, for yep. their aphrodisia or whatever they use it for. Yep. So they're trying to prevent that by trimming their horns. So what's right. going on in uh, um, parts of the South African national parks um, is they're getting the rhinos and they're taking their horns off them um, and in, to give them the chance to grow again, we relieve the pressure on by dehorning them. That means that all the um, all of the poachers don't go near them because rhino horns sell for $60,000 a kilogram, Yeah, more than cocaine or gold or, you know, anything like that. Frankincense, myrrh. Um, <laughs> but dehorning is controversial because yeah. it makes male rhinos vulnerable in fights. So, But apparently they're not essential for survival, and like fingernails, they grow back. Do they? So I think this is a good idea because uh, nothing gets on my... I was going to say something. Nothing gets up my goat yes. more than these rich and titled white men who go and kill wild animals and then pose for them. 
And, I hate all that. And uh, I'll just take the piece that you've just shared with me on the basis that the upside is that um, they'll grow back. Mm. So uh, Ryan said Rhino at 40 years of age has a horn cut off. Mm. Um Will he make it to 80 to have it grown back? I don't know, I don't know how long they live for. I don't know how long they live for. Well, I just hope they grow back quickly, if but that's I'll, the case. I'll, I'll take a break, and I'll come back and answer that question um, very, very shortly. Good. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber Venetians, and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. After over 25 years of broadcasting into homes across Australia, the Minister for Communications, Paul Fletcher, intends to switch off community television stations by June 30 this year. Community television provides an open access, free-to-air platform for Australians to connect, to learn, to educate, to express themselves and showcases our diverse and vibrant local communities. But on July 1, it will be gone from the airways forever. For more information, email info at c31.org.au. The C word, cancer. It's different in a young person's world. Luckily, Canteen is here to fill the lives of those aged 12 to 25 with better C words like connection, compassion, communication and counselling. Canteen gives young people the skills and support to face cancer, whether it's their own or a loved one's. Please visit canteen.org.au to donate and let young people know when cancer comes crashing in, Canteen can help pick up the pieces. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM.
yeah, that'll wake you up, Scotty. That'll get you moving on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> That's our good friends. Good friends oh, of the program, the Vines. We love the Vines here. <laughs> and for those that don't know, oh. our, that's Get Free by the Vines. But to the Vines also perform a little ditty um, that's uh, that's kind of close to our heart because it's our theme song. That's it. That uh, baby. <laughs> well, I can tell you when I when I heard that for the very first time, it um, I just knew that's exactly yeah, where we needed yeah, to be. Yeah, so no, we, um, love, we love the vines. So now we're very uh, very grateful for their work. Now, uh, forty to fifty years, Scotty. Okay, so old mate at forty, that's the rhinoceros' <laughs> uh, lifespan. So old mate at forty has said uh, um, horn cut off. Yeah, he's uh, not so getting horny again. He's, mate. he's not, it's not coming back before nah. he, for, before he goes uh, nah. hooves up. Nah. That's it. <laughs> now you know I was talking earlier about we're gonna we're gonna try and find all things that are are our DNA. Yes. Well, uh, well we've got old mate. Um, uh, just let me ask you this: um, Have you heard of a suburb called Googong? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, it's not in Victoria, right. so uh, you're forgiven. Okay. But it is in New South Wales. And uh, ScoMo, uh, with his entourage, oh, was yes. out to make a bit of a statement about the uh, homeowner's building grant, the 25K. You know, you, you spend 400, I'll give you another 25, right? You spend a million, I'll give you another 25. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, ScoMo's out, bit of a frosty old morning. And uh, they've decided to uh, rock up to this particular uh, property, um, uh, which was just tremendous. Uh, as, as I say, he was announcing the grants, uh, to which uh, a chap uh, came out of a front door and uh, said, uh, uh, excuse me, could you get off the grass? Get off the grass. <laughs> um, so, and it reads, a resident stuck his head out of his front door and found the crowd gathered on the edge of his lawn. Can everyone get off the grass, please? He yelled in a moment caught on live TV. It was tremendous. Um, I've just reseeded that. <laughs> I mean, this, re- this reads like something out of... Um, you know, what's the... Uh, the castle. What, the castle, yeah, thank you. Um, the media pack quickly shifted out of the way of the, uh, of, uh, the man, gave Mr Morrison a thumbs up. People are very house proud, the PM said. Um, I ushered them all off the lawned area and he was quite happy then. He said thanks and went back inside. So it was uh, quite funny, actually, said so, ScoMo. So we've got ScoMo, ScoMo's... <laughs> Get off the grass, and we've oh, got Dan oh, Andrews. Get on the beers. <laughs> get off the grass. And get on the beers. <laughs> so, uh, and apparently, uh, said old chap uh, whose place it was came out. And they said it was a bit of a frosty morning. Came out bare, bare feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't afford shoes. So there. So, so therefore, ask Prime Minister to get off my lawn. I've just reseeded it and must come out in bare feet. Go <laughs> on to the DNA list. There we go. Now, uh, oh, we can't not do this one. Um, now, uh, history has shown that uh, sometimes um, sporting teams uh, around the world that haven't done so well mm. um, don't often come home to a ticker tape parade or... you know, well, they, I think they... there was the famous one, wasn't there, Scotty, of the Colombian goalkeeper yeah, well, in the World Cup who let in an own goal yeah, we... and was shot yeah, when he got, he got home. Yeah, he got shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that, if that's um, what you're referring to as a ticker tape welcome. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, this is probably not far behind, um, uh, I hate to report. Two players were injured when a bus carrying the uh, Benfica soccer team was stoned yesterday 
Stoned as in with rocks. Should be a good one. Local boy. Uh, Stoned yesterday after the team's goalless draw. So they've just drawn. They didn't lose. It was a draw. It was a draw. It was a draw. German midfielder Julian um, Weigel, 24, and Serbian winger... That'll be Weigel. uh, Weigel. And uh, winger... Andrija uh, Zivakic. Now that'd be winger. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's the oh, yeah, winger, whatever his name <laughs> is. Yeah, Serbian winger, you know, Vivakic, get a kick, whatever his name is. Twenty-eight. We'll take him to the hospital at um, uh, Deleuze in Lisbon to be treated for injuries uh, as a precaution. <laughs> as a precaution, as opposed to having some rocks pulled out of their head. Right. I would think. Um, so the draw meant. Portuguese champions Benfica missed the chance to move clear of, of title rivals Porto. Where do you think they were on the table? The bottom. Yeah. Now try the top. The top. Yeah. So they've had a draw, and because they only drew, they don't get to go to the very top of the table above Porto. So therefore, your ticker tape parade is a stoning. They get stoned. You get stoned for getting a draw because you didn't finish at the top of the table. Yeah, that, that, that's that's high standards. <laughs> can you can you imagine if we'd applied that to the Saints? The, the, the club the club wouldn't have made it past eighteen ninety. <laughs> Reminds me of that wonderful oh, wonderful scene seriously. in um, the life of Brian. Oh yes, is it the, uh, the stoning? Yeah, it should be a good one today, yeah, local boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the squeal of the voice that wasn't quite deep like the rest of them. Yes. And then there was the one where they're all lining up, and he goes. Crucifixions or stoning? Um, now he goes freedom, freedom. <laughs> yeah, only joking. Crucifixion. <laughs> uh, now I must rewatch that movie. Oh uh, no, it's a, it's a very good movie. It is, it is one that oh, it's quite timeless. In that you you oh, yeah. yeah watch it ten years ago. You can go back and watch it again today. Um, now I don't know whether uh, Netflix has delivered to your screen uh, by way of um, search by self, or uh, you just happen to come across it. Uh, or um, did I send it to you? Uh, and it would seem that uh, neither of those three apply to you. Well, you, you know my limited, um, uh, I guess, exploration of Netflix. So. Yeah. Now, did you, I have to go back one step. Did mm. you tell me to watch Bank Heist? I think I might have. I saw that text. And, and do you know why you told me to I watch it? I, and, and I think I, I heard it was good. I haven't watched it myself. Oh, haven't you? No, that it's not you then. Because no. um, here's a little tip. Right. Uh, whoever did tell me said, you've got to watch this show called The Bank Heist. Mm. But it's all in subtitles. <laughs> so I don't know what you think about watching movies in subtitles. It's more difficult than... So guess what? Mm. I've sat down and watched, I think, 10 episodes. Mm. I've binged on it. It's, it's brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and said bride at home goes to work, uh, comes home on Friday and says, oh, you're watching that uh, that show again? And I said, uh, yes, I am. She goes, you know you can listen to it in English, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's I much. have gone through that's reading much. subtitles, you know, missing bits that are happening. <laughs> But I've got to tell you, it's the sexiest goddamn language on the planet. You're just... Uh, I you're, have. You're used to SBS mate, in the old oh, days, I've watching t- the world oh, movies. Oh, I tell you. I, I've, well, in those days, you had no choice. Had you no just choice. had to, you know, want the bunter and, you know, whatever. You just had to listen to it. So, ten episodes in, <laughs> the bride walks in and says, picks up the remote. She goes... She goes, boing, boing. You know you can listen to this in English, don't you? Oh, that's genius. Now, so anyway, she's pressed a couple of buttons and sure enough... Oh, 
Now, could you go and grab that gun? And go- now, I think that's great because you hold yourself up as this technological oh. guru. No one told me you could change <laughs> languages. What the heck's going on here? That's brilliant. But let me tell you one thing. You shouldn't have told me that, Scott. Oh, no, but it was it's too funny a story to not share, right? So, you know, happen to, happen to fall on the TV yeah, sword, right? Yeah. No stress there. Um, but I've got to tell you, it sounds better in Italian. <laughs> yeah. Right? Most things do. Because they're speaking in Italian still, yeah. and they're trying to dub the American voices over the top. Yeah, it doesn't work. And it doesn't give it the same um, potency. I'd, I'd pose to you that most movies would probably sound better in Italian or French. Oh, my God. Seriously. Um, there's, a, the, there's the Italian inspector, the female inspector... Yeah, Caramba. Hey, Caramba. That's me. Hey, hey, Colombia. (laughs) Um, No, it's a fantastic show. So do yourself a favour, as Molly would say. Go go and watch that. Um, Yeah, it's called uh, Bank Heist. Bank Heist. Uh, So I've watched 10 episodes. And they're still not out of the bank. (laughs) 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 But don't let that put you off. Because there's so much tish that goes on through every episode yeah, very good it's very good now and that's also a very quick segue because i know we want to do a little piece on big brother don't we um the other one i'm going to get you to watch is one called space force with um steve carell mm-hmm. now i know you're a bit of a steve carell fan yeah, and, I and i'm a big fan of steve carell anyway i read in last week's uh, one of the last week's publications that became next day's fish and chip wrapper um that the uh, that gave it an absolute drubbing yeah absolute Rotten Pasty. Tomatoes. Yeah, no, it was the whole nine yards, right? So, uh, article this week, despite a critical drubbing uh, and the sort of disastrous word of mouth that can get a network TV executive prematurely retired, uh, Netflix's new sitcom Space Force has become a major hit for the streaming giant. The series of workplace uh, comedy central around, um, centred on the United States Space Force, the space warfare branch of the US Armed Forces launched by Donald Trump last December... So it's sort of a bit based on something that's real, and they just take the P15S out of it. Oh, brilliant. Um, which is, and, and of course, it says here, you know, Steve Carell is the force's bumbling chief of operations. <laughs> Such a uh, critical walloping might have expected to sink the series, but it has proved uh, popular with Netflix viewers both in the US and Australia. It spent the past week since its launch in the number one spot on the platform daily of top trending. Um, uh, the first five days since the show's launch, now, Space Force was also the fourth most in-demand digital uh, original in Australia overall. It has almost 20 times the demand of the average TV show in Australia, a level that company labels as outstanding. So, oh, and then, and then uh, we'll just hear this last piece. The show's popularity isn't just a local anomaly either. Enjoyed by 51% more demand in the United States. So it sounds like the uh, reviewer a, probably is not... Uh, hasn't, hasn't got his finger on the public well, taste Well, I'll tell you what, he's, uh, he's launched that rocket and it's gone to the wrong planet. Mm. <laughs> so do yourself a favour and watch that one as well. Now, we just want to spend a couple of minutes on Big Brother and we're going to run out of a bit of time, but I just want to... Now, um, this is the television show. Yeah, so it's coming back again. We've got to, No, no, no. And this is... Uh, well, that's disappointing. Old mate Sonia Kruger's been hatched back from oh, uh, nine back to seven, lured with a couple of million bucks, and she's 
going to face it again. But um, back. But there's uh, there's a whole bunch of contestants, and there seems to be a lot that are uh, are going in. But I'm just going to, just for the sake of the exercise, I'm just going to read you uh, Sonia's summary right. of these individuals. You've got to tell me whether they're A, male or female, yes. and B, have a crack at their age. Do I get like age bracket or just... Uh, no, yeah, I'll, I'll, okay. Right, I'll, go, go. I'll, I'll, I'll give you... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. All right, so uh, the first one is driven to succeed, failure is not an option. Driven to succeed, failure is not an option. Yep. Uh, male. Yep. Um, 35. Oh, gee, pretty good. Male, 31. Well done. And we're not going to use their names, right? No, so I'm no. not interested in trying to pump up the show. I'm actually no. trying to find different slide on this. Oh, this is a beauty. Um, I'm actually going to read you two parts of this one because uh, it's pretty good. Um, Bogan and proud of it. Uh, laid back, who runs with the pack? Mm. Bogan and proud of it. Yeah. Female. Yeah. Yep. 24. Yeah. Oh, gee, you're good. Yeah. 25. Oh. Female. Um, this is an interesting one. Um, uh, went from said occupation, turned model, was spotted uh, by a talent scout, has worked for magazines. Um, Sonia says, self-deprecating individual in uh, armour. <laughs> oh, I'll be a female. She's been a model. And she'd be um, 24. No, uh, this is... Um, um, <laughs> This is Flog 27. <laughs> Male. All right. All right. <laughs> he'll, be, uh, he'll be an interesting cat. Uh, well, this is a um, former AFL player. Oh, male. So you know, it's male. <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, uh, if he's former, he's so, going to be over 30. Well, so in fact, there's an, there's an article about this dude in the paper today. And he he's basically says, you fake it till you, till you make it. And he said when he was playing AFL footy, he turned up to training and he hated footy so much. He hated playing, hated training. He'd ring the doctor from the car park and say, I'm crook. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, go and have a look in the paper. Oh, it's, it's a, a very bit of pressure on some of these interesting kids. article. Let's, uh, let's try and, oh, here we go. Um, uh, Fijian heritage, large family. Uh, a loner who loves their space. Female. Yep. 39. No, 20, yeah, 25, that one. No, here's one that'll uh, have a crack at this one. Because uh, I did see one a bit earlier that uh, was... Oh, here we go. Um, her aerobics has been married for 30 years. Summarises strong and brutally honest. Aerobics. Mm. Female. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 60. Where are you plucking these from? I don't know. 62. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Now we have well time done. we got to go, mate. Oh, do we? What okay, we well, do? we might... As we, interesting as this is. Well, we might... That's actually terrible. Um, but we might... i tell you what we'll do. Yeah. Let's. I'll have one look at it tomorrow night, yeah. and we'll have a chat about it next Sunday yeah. just to see how All right. it really rolls. Now, we are going to go to the next hour of, of the Teskey Brothers.